0: Joe, how do you say it in Japanese? Saksha ga mukashi no kutsu And how do you say it in English? Writers read their early shit. Thanks, man. Welcome to Writers Read Their Early Shit, the podcast where authors and artists share the lopsided pleasures of their pre-developed, over-early, unripe work. I'm your host, Jason Emdey, recording in Gifu City, Japan. Joining me today, all the way from Vancouver Island, is writer, reader, diarist, Highland dancer, director of operations at Prime Performance and Therapy, director and star of vintage private commercials, watcher in the woods, and my very sister... Alison M.D. What's cracking, Al? Uh, what isn't, is the question.
1: <laughs> yeah. it all is. What is it? <laughs> what isn't, isn't cracking? Crackin'? <laughs> <laughs>
0: How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, but that's not saying much. Thanks very much for, for, for coming on. Now, I know you're planning to read some soul-bearing excerpts from some of your early... <laughs> Diaries, but I have a couple of questions for you first, okay? Mm-hmm. First question is, have you ever read someone else's diary without them knowing that you that you were reading it?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how how was it?
1: Awful. It's never a good idea to do that. Um and actually in some of these journals that I will read, um, I I didn't realize we as friends read each other our journals often and then write about how awful it is to hear about yourself and how much the person <laughs> spoke badly of you. So, <laughs> so you, I don't know if those, those weren't secret. Those were here. I'll let you read the horrible things I say about you. And then you can go home and write it in your own journal. And maybe right. I'll read that later. Yeah. So
0: you would meet up with your pals and you'd swap diaries.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: you're both sitting there <laughs> reading each other <laughs> and looking at each other and going, you're my best yeah. friend, but I can't believe what you said. Okay. Well, yeah. did you ever read one, though, on the sly?
1: Yeah, I've done that as well. And that's even that's even worse <laughs> because you have knowledge you know that you then can do nothing with.
0: When you do, I mean, was it as sort of shocking as you thought it would be? Or was it shockingly bad or depressingly bad or simply boring or what?
1: I think it When I was at that age, when I would do that, it would be really all you're looking for is what are they saying about me? Mm. So I wasn't looking for, wow, writing's really great. Or a poem she wrote on page nine was really good. It was like there's one that I actually have in this one I have in front of me that says that I went and found my friend's diary to find out if she'd slept with my boyfriend. And all I needed to do was find the words that she did. And then that was it. Uh, Okay. So I was fact finding more than looking for great,
0: great prose. Right? Mm. Wow! What a deft adverb there. (laughs) Right. Okay. If you could read anybody's journal, whose journal would you like to read? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh. Probably,
1: (laughs) when it comes down to it, probably mom's. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Does such a thing exist?
1: I don't think so. No, I think she was too careful for that,
0: yeah. But
1: but I wish she would have because it maybe would have helped her or helped, I don't know,
0: yeah. But, and that would be a, a chilling and turbulent evening for you and me <laughs> to sit up one <laughs> night.
1: Oh, <laughs> in would the, it ever in the,
0: in the cow, yeah. yeah? Oh, dear, all right, yeah. Did you ever write a short story that began, dear diary?
1: Oh. Plenty.
0: <laughs> Every there's, short story you There's once. so
1: many. <laughs> One thing about these diaries that I didn't realize I did is I speak to my diary like it's a friend and apologize to it for either the bad grammar or the messy writing or having missed a day or two of writing. And I'm constantly speaking to it. And dear diary, I'm feeling this way. And I'm sorry I'm feeling this way. For as if I'm ruining its pages or right. something, or um, but no, there's actually uh, a few stories that I always was obsessed with when I got close to the end of a journal. I wanted it to be over because I wanted to start a new one because it's
0: mm-hmm. so,
1: so great to always start a brand new book. And so the end of my journals are quite often really awful short stories just to fill up the pages,
0: oh right.
1: And, uh, Awful, but great, of course. Um, and they usually, I mean, I wasn't thinking much further from myself than what was happening in my life. So it was just a dream of an exaggeration of my life at that point.
0: Mm. Are there any that start your diary and then turn out to be a dream at the end? Because that would be perfect. Then oh, then you know. wake up and reach for your diary. Oh, I hope, oh. I, I hope so. Oh,
1: I, I hope so, too. <laughs> find out
0: well yes very soon too when did you start keeping a diary
1: I started I I always have said um that I started when I was in grade three although I I've never found one from then so the first one or the one I have around um is from grade six and but for some reason I have the story in my head that I started writing in grade three Mm. so I've I've had one since then, at least one, or sometimes it was overlapping with another one, and I would—I had a fear that it, mine would always be red, so I would have a, a secret one and one that would be left laying out in my room <laughs> that was far more far more, <laughs> more cheerful than the other one,
0: and diligent, presumably. Well, yes. di- diary. Sorry, it took me so long to get back to you. I was busy with my homework and uh, doing oh. push-ups like that. <laughs>
1: Always, Taking actually it says it even even in my secret one. I even say mundane details like that.
0: <laughs> but I like the the fake the fake out the fake out mm-hmm. journal. That's a great idea because you could leave that on your desk in case mom or dad or any Curtis or I wandered into your room. Oh, it's Alison's diary. Wow, she's she's way she's more really
1: great. Yeah, she's fantastic. She does a lot of homework. She works really hard at her math.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she was weeding the garden yesterday. Wow. <laughs> What a gal. Well, the,
1: and the secret ones were kept in that vent in the side of of my, of my room, the air vent, I guess it would be the intake vent. Right. And so I would unscrew that and, and stick wow. the secret one in ah. that. One.
0: Mm-hmm. But if you've been keeping these possibly since grade three or grade six or whatever, I mean, they must have before long amounted to quite a stack, quite a mm-hmm. stack of confessions did, were they all hidden in the vent or did you have them scattered around the house or did you have a, a?
1: No. Well, the ridiculous part of that is once I would finish one and then start a new one, I'd I'd hide that one, but I'd leave the other one out again. <laughs> like once it was old news, I thought, well, who cares anyway? Right. Um, I have totes <laughs> upon totes of them and they've been moved around from for every house since I left Fitzmaurice. So uh, who knows how many people have read them. <laughs>
0: I I haven't, so that's why I'm I'm looking forward wow. to it today. No, I never did. You were too young to be interesting, man. Like it's
1: true, I was uh, still um,
0: still are. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Do you still keep a diary now? Yes. Do you still yeah. have a fake one that you leave out for your fiance to find? <laughs> no, he can okay.
1: he can read that one if he dares. But
0: right, all right. <laughs> no. um, when you were well, when you started and even now, were the, were the books themselves important? Like with a, a certain quality or a certain type that you very. wanted? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. If, I had, if you could see it, them right now, it's really interesting. My early ones, my very first one, my grade six, actually says my diary on the outside. Um, and it's puffy. And it had a, a little lock um, mm-hmm. on it, which doesn't exist anymore. And I really like how multiple times within the book, I write, if I've lost the lock, it's in the yellow box or <laughs> it's now hidden under my bed. I don't know how I would have found it <laughs> anyway. Um, so <laughs> those one, and then the next one is a quilted kind of teddy bear one. The next one is a, it's got a cat. And actually I remember the cat one. Cause I think mom bought that one for me. And that's the last kind of childish one. That was my grade eight one and I felt like oh no I gotta get big time Mm, so they're just plain books black and red for a few years and then once I went to college then they became way more important and so I get different leather ones or whatever Mm. and that's why it was always so exciting because you'd always buy one when you were kind of halfway done the one before yeah the one I, I always wanted to use then the new one that i got but still felt i don't know somehow obligated to finish the one that i'd already
0: started did you have <laughs> a a sort of a routine or a system that you generally stuck to you said before that you would sort of you'd be apologizing to your diary for having missed a day or whatever but like did you sort of did you write every evening most evenings or most mornings or
1: Yeah, most evenings. Um, And I definitely apologize to myself if I've missed one or, and I I put such details as like the actual minute I was writing, um, the day, the time, the year, um, and just (laughs) unnecessary details. Like I really have to pee, but I have to get this out first. So I... Yeah, I just I don't know. There was a I need to do it every every night. I don't do that anymore. Um, and of course, I went through a long period where I just wrote when I something bad happened. So there's many journals from probably my 20s to my 30s, which are just awful. There's nothing good that ever happened because it was just when I needed to spew something out. Right. And I never. Which is. I guess it it worked at the time for what I needed it to, but it's really horrible to read because it, it's as if it, nothing good happened in those years.
0: Do you want do you want your diaries to be burned just before or just after you die or do you want your children to enjoy them for for years to come?
1: Ah oh. oh, god. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anyone needs to. Maybe that's why I haven't read anyone else's just on the assumption that Everyone's must be as horrible as mine, but I'm sure that's not true. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think any, I I remember when I was younger, friends or my best friend and I would say that we would burn them if the other one had died because we didn't want to get our, what we thought were pretty scandalous secrets to get Mm -hmm. out there. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like anything's so scandalous anymore. So my kids may look through them once and then probably store them away or not even be interested. I think they'd get a, laugh out of them maybe the ones once they were born they'd be more interested in but these ones are I
0: right yeah. yeah like like you they'd be going through going where where, where am i what does she say about me I, yeah. all this all this crap about boyfriends and about herself and I her know. feelings and her, and her homework Ugh. yeah but she was just
1: my mom
0: <laughs> but like you said yeah. before if you could read anybody's journal you know you'd want to read true. mom so
1: mm-hmm. moms went after i was born just kidding. But, no, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'd like to read mom's, but that's the fear of reading anyone's journal is, I, I guess there's parts of her that I would like to to know better, but there's parts that maybe I wouldn't, and it would change my opinion of everything. So
0: Right. Bits that are best not known.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and my if-
1: kids will probably feel exactly the same. They I don't want to make room for my bullshit.
0: You're probably right. Although you never know.
1: I've had the realization over the, this past week reading them is that my memory is awful.
0: Mm. So
1: I'm really glad that I've kept these. Um, and a lot of the mundane stuff. I mean, I talk about what I wore to school in grade eight and what Badger was wearing or whatever mm-hmm. Bobby was wearing. And But there's a lot of stories that I've realized that I have told wrong for probably 20 years. Right. Now now reading these just details about them. There's things that I've actually placed myself in somebody else's story and told it as my own and and thought it was this whole time. <laughs> and then I'm reading it in the journal. That didn't actually happen to me. I'm to jet. <laughs> so, so I'm thankful for the mundane um now. Right. It's not like you normally would go back and read these. I mean they've been sitting in my garage for 20 years. But now looking back, yeah, I realize, first of all, I've been lying to a lot of people about <laughs> some stories, yeah, yeah including myself, because I really believe that it was me who experienced certain things in certain ways. But unless I was lying to myself in my journal in grade six, I... Uh, Which maybe,
0: is also yeah, possible. It's right? also
1: possible. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dear diary, I'm so sorry I keep lying to you, but <laughs> should we get into it?
1: We can get into it yes Let's do okay
0: it. what's the first with the first reading
1: okay
0: <laughs> I, I, well, I really can't wait <laughs> uh,
1: okay so this is um, grade seven what uh, year
0: would that be for people who don't know how old you are or if so, would you rather not say
1: oh no this is uh, 1988 okay. December 22nd, 1988. We can start here because we just can Um, And I say hello again to my diary, of mm-hmm. course. Oh, I'm really sorry, but after writing to you for so long, maybe you'd like to know what I look like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I have brown to <laughs> hazel eyes and then in brackets, Uh, I have to make this accurate. So if someone finds this in the year 2098 or something and they want to make a movie, they can get a good cast. Ha ha. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm in grade seven and I'm very short, four foot eight. Um, Compared to all my friends that are five, three and taller. I have size three feet and almost blonde shoulder length hair. Uh, My dad has red hair or what you can find of it. (laughs) 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 And my mother has dark brown hair. Um, and then I go on to describe my clothing. My clothes are stylish. I even have some of the big name brands. Mm-hmm. I list some name brands. And that was very important to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I don't have all of them. So I don't have Benetton, Max, or Polo, mm-hmm. but then in brackets. But I borrow those from my friends. Got to uh, go by 1049 p.m.
0: That just reminded me uh, a terrible memory, but I used to date. And time my poems like that too. So it would be, oh, you know.
1: I do too. There are, yes, I have some coming. That was Mike's question when I was reading them to, to him tonight, lucky him, that he was saying, well, you, so it's just one draft and it's finished at 11 12 p.m. Like that was it?
0: Yeah. I, yep. Yes.
1: Yep. Yes. Totally.
0: Yep. Fl- flowers for Jasmine, you know. <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Written, yeah, Wednesday, October 9th, 11 42. Yes. Okay. That was, I like the ha-ha, especially. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Ha-ha. So um, (laughs) what what is really great about this journal, and it carries on for a couple of years, is I actually bully myself from the future. So I come back and write comments about if I like something at the time, and then I'll write, like, for this one, for instance, it's Valentine's Day. Um, where I say I know that in a couple of days I will maybe think this is stupid, but I have a crush on Sam. I hate myself for it. That's love for you. And then <laughs> March seventh, yuck. <laughs> so, I uh, that didn't so, last long. So how much? Time.
0: Sorry, what was the what was the date of the first entry?
1: The um, that's this Valentine's is,
0: Day in February. So a month later, not even. Oh,
1: there's a lot in the middle that's not even worth getting into.
0: No, but yeah, but
1: oh, yeah. So February fourteenth to March seventh, right? So so yuck. yuck. So you're
0: reviewing it, and you go, oh, Sam, worst <laughs> yuck, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you wouldn't sort of just write it and leave it. You were reviewing, going back all the time.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess so. And really, yeah, grading myself sometimes for um and you'll find out soon enough with this next one which i berate myself after so after you know thinking i like sam glenn i wrote a poem um i love you were the words of yesterday so strong so right so (laughs) true your words (laughs) ran through my heart like a joyous song and slowly melted within he loves me not yeah let's sit with that for a minute give that some space
0: yeah um
1: So there was that one, and that was probably about Sam Glenn. And then a few days later, so March 25th. Okay. Hi. Well, me and Jason Christie are still going strong. And guess what? This is the most love I've ever been in. God. (laughs) I tingle every time he comes near, and I want him to be close to me at all times. I want to hug and squeeze him forever and never let him go. Tonight, I went to the movies with him and I almost died staring into those big eyes (laughs) of his and feeling his body next to me. Then he slowly slid his soft, baby smooth hands over mine and grasped them slowly but firmly. Mm. Oh, it was like I had died and gone to heaven. I can't sleep or eat because he's on my mind and in my heart always. My heart skips a beat when he's near. My passion for him grows stronger every minute. (laughs) I want to take him, just me and him, alone, together, but alone, from the rest of the world, and love him forever. Oh, please let us stay together, for if we parted, I would fall to pieces once again. (laughs) Once again. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is the only one to keep them together. Now even talking to him on the phone isn't enough. For I only earn, not earn, earn, to hold him and to feel his body against mine. I will love you always and forever, Jason C. Love always. 11.28 p.m.
0: Wow. That's that's the most love you'd ever been in. I know. What movie did you go see? Do you remember?
1: Oh, that's... I can't believe I I didn't write it down because normally I talk about all the movies that I saw and name them and talk about them a little bit, but I guess it wasn't important
0: here. No, no. it's your passion for that guy. Well, that's, that's love for you.
1: That's love for you. So later that night, I write again, Hi, I've been trying to sleep, but the feeling of love for Jason inside of me just won't die down. It's like a burning fire shining within that sparks when he is near. I can't stop loving him ever. (laughs) And if we (laughs) ever shall part, I shall be crushed to my own sadness. I don't know what I will do tomorrow when I can't see him, for I earn, once again, for his tight, solid hug and his baby soft hands to control my blazing fire. But wait... (laughs) You will not control it, but only start this another spark in the pit of my usual black soul. Oh. I will liven and laugh when he is near for the way he makes me feel. I shall never love another the way I love you, Jason. Mm. love Ali did that turn is-
0: out did that turn out to be true?
1: Oh, well, okay, so no <laughs> well, obviously
0: <laughs> I don't know I don't know <laughs> Maybe. What the blazing fire. In your usual black soul, man.
1: I know. Well, so there's a few more pages, and then it all answers itself. So every love song sends me dreaming of the days we'll be together, Jason and me in eternal love, always trusting, hoping, and loving forever. I dream of the future with him and me always. He is the spirit of me and the love that I, once again, I earn for so badly, not just from anybody, but from my one and only love. And here's where I start bullying myself. So I write all over the heart, this says Jason in it. It says, This was dumb. And then
0: <laughs> that burning, um, the, the burning fire shining within. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Today, built to last, was it? Al? It just no, wasn't.
1: I, it wasn't. Um, the next day was Easter. We were going for brunch the next day. And I was glad because I had to feed the gnawing hunger pain inside of me. I can't believe I actually slept last night because the desire to hold him near me was so strong. Well, I have to get ready for brunch, so talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) So then I also write loser (laughs) to myself. And then I found out the feelings. It wasn't feelings of love. I was just hungry. Oh, that's the Um, future
0: you? That's my
1: future you. Yeah. So... I go on and on a bit more um, that Jason called me again and my heart is full of love, but I, I'm sort of upset because his voice seemed to cry out with concern and pain. Uh, what if he wants to let me go? Oh God, I'm so scared. What should I do? I would simply die if we were to part. Oh, please make him call me and make it everything all right again. I'd be crushed if he loves me no more. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, and then the next 10:50 PM the next night, The nights seem to be the worst now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They seem to be. I like that. They seem
1: to be because I'm so lonely and just wish for him to be beside me. I still haven't heard from him since the last phone call. And then in brackets, he hasn't been home. But I'm not really upset anymore. For I think I just overreacted. I'm still a little scared because I can't bear to be without him. Just to end this... um, Part with Jason off. Um, I just have to find the end because it goes on for a while. But really, it um, it is only uh, a couple. I think it's about two or three days um, right. that it goes on. So the end of this says, you know, I I still couldn't be able to bear my life if we were to part. I think of him night and day already, as it as it is, and I've only known him for one week. So after all of this. <laughs> Shocker, I've known him for one week. And what, I still have the feeling we'll be in love for a long time.
0: What was the first sentence of that bit, Al? Can you read that again?
1: I still couldn't be able to bear my life if we were to part.
0: <laughs> See, that's such weird, formal, stilted mm-hmm. language. Like, were mm-hmm. you, Was that because you thought this is serious stuff? Or, you know, I, I have to put it in this highfalutin... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I really don't know. Because I, I, the line before that says, I shall not worry, Right. though, for his presence, spelt as in gifts, <laughs> makes my heart melt.
0: Did you think? I guess well, it
1: was just, yeah, this is romantic. This is serious business. I,
0: and it's also literary romantic, serious business. Yes. So mm-hmm. That calls for an elevated tone. Right. And because
1: I'd earlier described myself to, you know, if someone wanted to make a movie of this passion. Yeah. I, I guess I needed to to speak it so it was worthy of being in a movie. Do you still
0: is that how you still write in your diaries these days? you say for <laughs> sure for if not? <laughs> for if it should <laughs> come to pass that methinks methinks my heart <laughs> I don't know. I hope it's so t- but too
1: traumatizing to look at right now. <laughs> I don't know.
0: What's coming up next? Am I coming up next?
1: You are coming up next.
0: Good. Yes. At last.
1: Yes. So, um, this is um, 7.25 p.m. Tuesday, September 19th.
0: 1989. Nine. Nine. Okay. So, do
1: you know where you were at this point?
0: September 1989? I was in Zimbabwe.
1: Yes. So, yeah. Um, says starts with hello. To the left is a picture of my brother Jason's graduation. My dad is taking the picture. I had to explain that to myself, apparently. Mm. Um, so it's that picture of Graham, you. Oh, yeah.
0: I know Curtis the one. And
1: mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really miss Jason. He is the one that taught me to be myself and not to let anyone try to tell me what to do. He was one of the few people I really adored. Wow. He, didn't care what his friend said or did. He wasn't their follower. He was their leader. Wearing and doing as he chose really did gain him respect by doing what he believed in, not what would make others happy. If someday you read this, Jason, I want to thank you. You really helped me. That was a surprise to me. I didn't know. I don't remember that at all. And don't mean it. Just kidding. But, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm surprised yeah. too. And I was just thinking, hmm. I never taught you shit. I never even talked. <laughs> I never talked to you.
1: Yeah, because there's there's very little um other than you know you waking me up at one in the afternoon and ruining my sleep by blaring kiss right. um that is mentioned before that, other than we went to Jason's play tonight, it was really good. Um, but no other we were so far apart in age at that time. It felt like anyway, Mm. um, grade seven and grade 12.
0: Yeah. That's a Um, bit of a gulf, right?
1: So yeah, that was grade eight.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) much more from grade eight other than, you know, I went to so-and-so's house and, and did this. And, um, although there's a really meaningful poem that came out of grade eight, I think every female who's ever written has probably written this exact same poem or some, you know, very close version of it. Prepare yourself.
0: I'm prepared. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My heart is breaking or is past the point of breaking. I envy the dead's peacefulness. (laughs) My favorite color is red. The blood from my wrists would taste too sweet. (laughs) But little me, that keeps everything small, would never be able to tell. Everything looks fine in my puddle of tears.
0: Puddle of tears. What does that mean? Oh, you tears. keep everything small. Do you know? No.
1: I, I guess reference to little me and keeping it small. I.
0: Because I, you're I not. You're not keeping it small. You're being.
1: Being loud. <laughs> loud primi- about
0: it. The primitive drama has been overblown. <laughs>
1: I don't have a ton more. I mean, I have, God, 50 journals, but I I don't have them all in front of me. So I only have oh the short stories and a couple more really terrible (laughs) poems.
0: Yeah, Um, some some poems would be great, some more poems. Yeah,
1: they're really short, and um, I can do some of those. But, yeah, so I've got two poems and – Short story. that does begin with your diary. So perfect,
0: perfect. Yeah. Okay. No, that I'm sounds that. that sounds great. Okay.
1: The poem that I the poems that I have now are came after um, a friend of mine decided and I you know this is ninety one so grade nine um, we went to the cemetery mm. and as you do and yeah. so um, I was really. I'd spoken about earlier how actually disturbed, not actually disturbed, how disturbed I was about seeing the amount of um, small child, children's, uh, babies, um, headstones. So then, of course, you know, I I talk about it a little bit in the previous um, entry, but then I have to write a poem about it, which is just awful. So, to hear the baby laughing, burrow her in your thoughts. To hear the baby singing, touch the deepest side of your heart. To see the baby, just close your eyes. But to hear the forgotten baby crying, put your ear to the grass. 10.51 mm. p.m.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what yeah. What year is that from? Uh, 91.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's about right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, that's about right. So then, the, there's another one that were written, that was written the same night. Um, the flowers that were put there are now dead. The rain, my tears, watered them. The sun, my joy, warmed them. But you, my baby child, could never see the pain the flowers went through when they met your cold hands. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow!
0: It's very deep and well, evocative.
1: Yeah. So actually, what's interesting is this one had, could never see the pain the flowers went through when, and the first version was when I laid them on you. And then I crossed that out and put when they met your cold hands. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting change I chose there. Yeah.
0: No, the process Mm. is fascinating. I also like Mm. how you used almost, well, not all, but many of the words that, you shouldn't use when you're writing poetry. It's, it's, it's when, when you're that like age, all of them, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pain, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. flowers, rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you, you missed black skulls, but hopefully there's oh, no, another. No, no,
1: yeah. no? no there's oh.
0: another. There's another. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Should've known.
1: He says it's how he shows he loves me. Why are you crying? Wipe the blood from your eyes. No one will ever know. Quiet. Don't talk about it. Death is the only mercy. The way his fist grabs my throat makes me laugh. As the the knife cuts my face, the sweet blood stains my crippled body. Cut deeper. The pain will end, and my eyes will clear. 11.31pm September
0: 24th. Oh, Jesus, that's I think you've just summarized (laughs) all bad adolescent poetry in one.
1: One. It's all there. One
0: blast. Most of it's there. Yeah. All
1: of it. Yep. It'll be in the next one, if not in that one. So
0: what was that? Death is the only what? The only mercy. Mercy. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And the way his fist grabs my throat makes me laugh. What the (laughs) hell are we doing here? This is the next one. What the hell are we doing here? He's just watching, laughing. When I cry, he asks for more. Save me, or does it take love? Because you're not ready to see me the way I am. It might hurt you. I'm no one, yet I know too much to die. (laughs) 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 If I tell you a secret, will you think I'm dirty? That's also 1130. Mm. Um, I, I wrote those two really, really great pieces, In under two minutes, so you're welcome, everyone.
0: (laughs) I know too much to die. That's fantastic.
1: I'm also a spy. I don't know what the hell that... I know too much to
0: die. Yeah. Are we at the end of your journals, then, for now?
1: All yeah, right. Well, uh, let me see here. Oh, what we do have is the short story okay. you're asking for. Yeah. Um, that begins with Dear Diary.
0: <laughs> okay. Sock it to me,
1: Okay. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I actually haven't <laughs> read this one. I, I put a sticky note that says story, and... I haven't read it, so I'm reading it along with you. So this is this could be awful and boring or it could be really great. So we'll see. Yeah. Really, dear diary. <laughs> she curled up further underneath the blankets and hid her face between the covers and the pillows. The clock said 101 AM. Nope, I guess he won't show up, she said to herself almost silently. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I, oh no that's
0: this it's already
1: <laughs> it's already really yes great.
0: yes um, almost silently okay
1: <laughs> almost this this weekend had planned out to she had planned out to be perfect her him all alone in her house with her parents over 800 miles away <laughs> miles <laughs> a lot here um, and no neighbors for two blocks. Uh, She lived in the posh area of Connecticut. I would like to point out that I spell Connecticut (laughs) C-O-N-N-E-T-I-C-I-T-I-C. And everyone except her were either away on their winter cruises like her parents or hidden away at their winter ski lodges Hmm. or private resorts. Her parents didn't know she was quote with him and they would die if they found out she's only 15 as of two months ago. And he has passed 15 almost three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear.
0: Uh,
1: oh, it's as been- your father. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> <It's> been- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As her father is a high-paid lawyer and her mother a brain surgeon, they didn't expect her to marry. <laughs> I can't even believe I wrote this. Wow. i mean, a lot, but this is, takes a cake. They expected her to marry a wealthy, golf-loving, pink-panted boy from the country club.
0: Pink. <laughs> <laughs> The, boy <laughs> from the, <country> club.
1: <laughs> oh, the pretty rich girl, meaning her, parentheses, and all the boys that try to impress her fail until the big dangerous stud comes along <laughs> and they fall in love. This boy attended a middle-class school, gasp, also in parentheses (laughs) and is an exact carbon copy of Bobby from Twin Peaks. Well, you see where I'm at.
0: Oh yes.
1: So he graduated and now lives at the Harvard campus and studies law in parentheses, not doing too well though. (laughs) So he might drop out. His parents aren't helping too much with the money. And so he is forced to starve and pay the rent. And then in again, in parentheses, I don't know why I need to use those so much. That's one thing daddy wouldn't like. This is the best. Anyway, back to the subject. But <laughs> in the middle of my short story. Just as she closed her eyes and gave up on him, she felt a cold rush on her legs. Oh dear. And when mm. she looked up, she saw him standing over her with his gorgeous hair falling in his eyes and his deep eyes studying her features. I told you I would come, sweetheart. So, this is, remember, 18 and 15. He said in his soft, soothing voice, he knelt down and kissed her quickly but lovingly, and she could smell the soft comfort of his polo cologne.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was, yeah, good choice.
1: He softly slid in the bed beside her and slid his arms slowly but firmly around her skinny waist. I think slowly was that, but firmly was, that sl- was brought up in my diary with Jason Krusty back in grade six.
0: And was it also did you slid twice in the same sentence? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. He softly
1: slid into the bed and then slid his arms.
0: <laughs> I like it.
1: Now, it felt so good to be with him. She said to herself. <laughs>
0: As opposed to to him, feels so good. Dim, <laughs> almost silently,
1: <laughs> and they just lied there in silence for a minute, enjoying each other. Then she snuggled closer to him, and he comforted her. Comforted her every move. I like I that. I love you," he whispered in her ear so mm. softly it tickled her, <laughs> and, and she gave out a tiny giggle and turned around to face him. She grabbed his waist, spelled W A S T E and told him...
0: <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Oh dear. It's oh taking dear. A very a very very dark turn. <laughs> she grabbed his waist and said <laughs> almost silently, Why did you shit in my bed? Like <laughs> And told him she loved him too,
1: but using her lips, not her words. What? Oh I don't even know. No. Oh dear. Okay. (laughs) The rest of the night was a rhythmic, romantic haze. And even though they would not go that far, no, because he respected his true young love too much. It was even better. And when she woke up in the cold morning, what? Okay. And quickly, with him still beside her, she felt for the first time in the world that the world was perfect. Later, when she awoke on her own, he led her to the kitchen where the table he had laid out a full brunch for two. (laughs) as they sat together at the table sipping their last drops of coffee and nibbling at the strawberries. Mm. She felt like she was married and that there was no age difference. For once in her life, she loved someone. The weekend he spent with her was full of soft, sweet, cute, romantic pleasures. Ended much too fast. But five years later, with the wedding in less than a week, he still held her skinny waist, W-A-S-T-E, all through the night. Like they were young, loves forbidden to see each other. <laughs> the end. Yeah. That was great. It's really great. That was really dear diary. I want to see where this goes. I don't know,
0: Al. I think you, <laughs> I think you could monetize I this. There. Yes. <laughs> I think people read that kind of shit all the time. I didn't and- realize
1: I was a romance writer, but... Ta-da. I
0: like the, the full brunch. That was a surprising twist. You know, the...
1: <laughs> they didn't go that far, <laughs> no. but they had a really great brunch. The as, they, day.
0: as they sipped the last drops of their coffee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a 15 and 18 year old. They're sipping their last. Oh, this
0: is well, this because is the lovely. parents are 800 miles away. So, you know, he could take <laughs> his time private
1: country club. <laughs> They could have made all the noise they wanted but instead brunch but, time.
0: yeah yeah age difference mm-hmm. aside mm-hmm. what a respectful young man plus he, the brunch he, was,
1: he respected his young love
0: not only did he respect her he comforted her every move man <laughs> 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 Al that was great that was the best part yet
1: good yeah it's pretty funny
0: Al, after all that early writing, tote bags full of journals and so on, did any of that writing lead anywhere? I, I mean, in a literary way?
1: It did, yes. I um, I first went to, I decided I wanted to, to be a writer after all of my journal writing. That's all I knew after high school. So graduated from high school, took a year off, and, you know, Proudly told anybody who would listen that I was going to be a writer, but I had no idea what that even meant. Didn't know what I could actually do with it as a profession or even what I was any good at other than writing journals, obviously. But um, so I, I went to Douglas college and took a technical writing and business communications program, um, which was two years and, dry and difficult and um but i guess much needed i it it squeezed a lot of the weird formal language out of me and and the shalls and
0: mm.
1: a lot of that but it, it um it was really difficult i it was the first time ever i submitted a piece of writing and the teacher basically wrote what the hell on <laughs> On the top of it, and I got my first C minus, and this was in my linguistics class. And I just thought, well, I'll do what I've always done. I'll I'll write the night before and and wow them with my storytelling, and uh, that didn't work, especially in linguistics. So I so that I I managed to somehow get my way through those two years, and I I learned a lot, but I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. Um, So after that, I. Went uh, to Sate and took a journalism program, and that was really. I found that really easy. Um, it's
0: why. Why do you think you found it easy?
1: Because I like. I know I, I like detail, and I like reporting what happened. Um, I like telling stories, and and I found it easy, especially with journalism, when you're just telling someone else's story. Um, and all you have to do is write it you know if we're in our first year we just did newspaper writing so you're writing at a grade eight level I was really good at that (laughs) so um, I liked reporting um, the details but I throughout those two years found I really wanted to tell more stories than just writing you know traffic accidents or pet of the week which Mm -hmm. you know <laughs> we had to do head of the reading. week head oh. of the week for the SPCA. high jumbles yeah yeah and <laughs> in our, our photography uh, internships we had to do things like that is take the spca head of the week <laughs> <photos>. <laughs> write a snappy little write-up for this animal who you know could die if you didn't write a good write-up that would interest people
0: did you did you ever feel that this enormous amount of writing you'd done had prepared you for any other kind of writing that came later, does sitting down and having any kind of discipline about writing, even if it's, mm-hmm. you know, weird short stories and, and and details about all the boys you're in love with, but does having a disciplined sort of writing practice, did that help later on?
1: I actually think so. Surprisingly with everything that I wrote, I, um, one of the things I'm most proud of is that, in a moment of, instead of lashing out at uh, a group of people uh, that I really wanted to lash out at, I sat down and just spewed out a bunch of stuff in, in my journal. Um, this was back in 2017 and I was coaching my daughter's soccer team and things were difficult with a lot of the parents and the politics. And it was, it was a lot, but I I really wanted to call up a few people and spew with them. And instead I just wrote it down and, and was finished with it for the night. And then the morning I reread it and thought, you know, this is, this is better than my grade six journal. This is actually <laughs> not terrible. Mm. And maybe um, it, there's something there. And really it was, you know, it was a, a journal event session, but it turned into more. And I, I thought, well, I don't know, I shared it with one person who said this absolutely uh, should be should be shared wider than than in your journal or just to me. And so I had never actually after college submitted anything. Um, I was too afraid to do so and too busy raising children and, and all the things that that come with that. So I had no idea where I'd even Submit something like this. So I just started looking and actually um, came across across a blog that talked about. There's actually a few blogs that are dedicated to uh, the Globe and Mail and the facts and facts and arguments articles that are hard to get published in, and how people. All of these blogs are committed to talking about how difficult it is for people to get published there and tips to get published or um, basically more. So people bitching about not being uh, accepted into these and submitting multiple. And so as soon as I read that, I thought, okay, well, I'm I'm sending mine into there because why not? I've never sent anything in. If it works great. If it's worth, worth being in there, then, then it'll be in. If not, well, then I can join this blog. <laughs> right. will...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you think they would say no, if it's so hard, <laughs>
1: after reading this, I thought, well, this seems, you know, people are saying I submitted 10 things and, and I did it, you know, what they thought was by the book and, um, and they're not getting, it. I would love to read those now, uh, hmm. read what those articles were. But, uh, so I thought, Oh, this is a place where, you know, if I get accepted, that's really great. And if not, well, yeah, I'll join this blog to talk about it and complain about my story too. So either way, win, win. Um, so I submitted it, and I uh, got a couple days later, got an email back from the editor who said, we're running it, and we're running it in two months, and we'll send you some edits you know, in the next week or so. And sent back the entire thing with one word edited, and they ran it as I wrote it.
0: Mm,
1: fantastic. Um,
0: and it's hi. a that's a great article. What's it called for anybody who wants to look it up?
1: It's called uh, Let Her Play. If you look up "let her play," Gold Mail, it'll come up. They have named it um, a coach's plea to parents.
0: Okay. Because this was your first submission, and you—and that's a—that's a big feather in your cap, the Globe and Mail. Did you think? Did you sit back with a bottle of wine and think, "Well, here I go, launched on my new career as a best-selling yeah. writer"? No.
1: I, I was terrified to ever submit anything ever again. And I thought, well, here's the world's biggest one-hit wonder has just done this (laughs) once and the next one will never get that kind of um, easy in again. That's my fear is that I sent this out expecting to get a rejection. And the fact that I didn't have it published and then – I had a a surprise a few months later where I got a, you know, it was uh, listed as the top 10, one of the top 10 articles of the year. I've never sent, right. I've never sent anything out where I've gotten a rejection. So now that makes sense You went straight to the top 10.
0: Yeah. After your blast of celebrity in the Globe and Mail, then what happened?
1: Well, now, um, now I'm working on two, separate projects that I'm excited about that uh, one of them I just launched um, after a couple of years of thinking about and planning. Um, But interestingly enough, ties back to grade six, Allison and her journals is it's an online community called Before We Left. And it is actually um, built around um, anonymous entries, journal entries from the um, the description is uh, anonymous entries from the moment we felt it, the gathering of courage to leave or stay and the becoming of ourselves again. The reason why I wanted to do this was, you know, all of my journals from obviously grade six onwards were as funny as they are to look back on now. Um, there's still a process of where my emotional capacity in my brain was at the time, but um, specifically through my previous marriage and, um, and the ending of my, my marriage, uh, my journals tell a story of getting to the place where it was time to actually leave. So I thought it was important to share that um, because during that time I felt completely alone in the leaving of my marriage and the messiness of the process to get there I mean looking back now it took 10 years to leave my marriage and 10 years of journals that I have Um, and so I know I'm not alone in that and I know that we all have whatever process that may be whether it's journal writing or some people have I don't know if they doodle or they're artists or they're something. Um, Mm. But I want this to be a place where people can say, uh, or can submit these uh, pieces, whatever they may be anonymously that this is when I knew I wanted to leave. And it doesn't even have to be a relationship or a marriage. It can be uh, a place or a job. A job. Yeah, exactly. What was that process to get to from I felt it to I did it. And sometimes there's, mm. it, I felt it too, I didn't do it as well. What is that? Because I just would like to, to open up that conversation where people don't feel so alone in the messiness of the process to get to one decision or the other.
0: Right. Because it's easy to look back and say, well, you know, then I got divorced. So I quit this job or I moved to Japan or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But what, what happened before that and why? Yeah, that's actually fascinating you know if people have if they've recorded it somehow mm-hmm. even if it's in slightly embarrassing journal entries or terrible poems or whatever you go okay i was moving towards something yeah, Stumb- well, stumbling staggering towards something right
1: and because i want them submitted anonymously with me you know obviously some background i want them submitted to to me with tell me where you were at this point but when you wrote this or painted this or wrote this poem or whatever it may be, mm. but no details so that anyone can submit anything at any stage of where they were in leaving and, or staying. And hopefully anybody who wants to read or, or look at this um, project will be able to find where they are. And that and and go, okay, well,
0: that's, you know, that's a great (laughs) idea. Yeah. Where, where can people find this? Where is it?
1: Right now it's, um, it's just on Instagram and it's, um, the handle is before we left.
0: Before we left. Okay. That's great. What else? There must be something else.
1: Yes. So, Another thing that is coming in October of this year, October 2nd, is um, I'm a part of the Connection Project. And this is a project I'm really excited and honored to be a part of. Um, my good friend, Emily Olson, uh, started this in 2018. And it is connection through storytelling. So she, her whole purpose of this is to inspire hope through connection. And I will be speaking at the event um, October 2nd um, in Sydney. It's going to be live streamed. This one is a mental health storytelling event. I'm actually going to be talking about my marriage. And so the loving and leaving of an addict. And I will actually be sharing my story alongside of an addict who had a partner who stayed and
0: is still with him. Where can people find that, or where do they so that's, see that?
1: Um, at uh, theconnectionproject.ca it has all of the information for the live stream event, as well as all of the past speakers for the past uh, since 2018, and the, the making of the project, and all about Emily's story and why she came to to start this project.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man thank you Many many thanks to Allison Emde my little sister for coming on and for being so cool Please check out before we left on Instagram and the connection project at theconnectionproject.ca Thanks also to DJ Max in Tokyo for the music Wayne MD for the artwork, and my son Joe for helping with the intro. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Be back soon with another super-duper guest. In the meantime, take care of yourselves.